listening to Over the Oxo podcast with Tracy Cole for all things to do with the mind for equestrians. I want to talk today a little bit more about our minds and in particular our unconscious or subconscious mind. And I want to kind of align it with riders and dispel some of the myths about the unconscious and how your thinking is affecting you. Our unconscious mind works in ways that are pretty alien to the logical, analytical, conscious mind. And most people don't have a great relationship with their unconscious mind. They don't know how important it is. So we could say they're kind of on speaking terms with their unconscious mind. They might say hi if they were to meet one another in the street but they might not want to go out for a night on the town together. And so because they're not on those kind of good friendship terms, then sometimes life can be quite challenging. You are down into things like willpower, facing the fear. You're kind of gritting your teeth and getting through life. But there is kind of an easier way if we do work with the unconscious mind and we get it to work for us. Now, the unconscious mind is where our emotions stem from. And usually, you know, those emotions are created before we even realize it. And then we add on some form of critical self-talk. So I want to talk about the types of things, the thoughts that pop into your head, whether they're real or not, whether you should place any attention on them, and just start to think about how we can take back some control. So the first myth or the first thing that I want to talk about really and and think about it more critically is that all our thoughts are under our own control. So I often say things like, you know, you can override some of these negative thoughts, you can take control, but it's not 100% true. So not all our thoughts are under our specific control. Because if you think about things like inspirational thoughts, those things that just pop into your head like a flash of a light bulb, and even things like intrusive negative thoughts often come from habitual use or our human propensity to see everything in a negative fashion. We tend to skew the world negatively for good reason, it's protective reasons. But you can learn new thought habits. You can create them for yourself. So if you were to look at, for instance, the book, The Inside Out Revolution, the 2013 book by Michael Neal, he says a lot about thought. And one of the things that he says that we should try and do is to avoid placing too much attention on any thought because thoughts aren't real. Thoughts are just stuff that you make up in your head. None of them are real. None of them are happening. None of them are in the now. They're either stuff about the past or stuff about the near future or the far future. And so he said, don't place attention on them. So I like to think about it a bit like being at a train station, standing on the platform and you don't have to get a train that day. You can just watch the trains come in 
and the trains leave. And so it's exactly the same with this thought process. You can just allow the thoughts in and allow them out without really caring where the train's going, whether it's on time, you're just an observer allowing them in and out. So there's no judgment and he includes positive thoughts in this as well. And so there's no need to explore or to concentrate on thoughts and to mull things over and cogitate and so on. And in that way, they become recurring thoughts. And the second myth is that recurring thoughts are actually important because your mind keeps sending them to you. Actually, the importance doesn't have much to do with the number of repeats. It's all about the effort or the energy that we place on a particular thought. Whether you place your attention on it and you actively start to think about it more and more and more. Because when you give thoughts more thought, when you give thoughts more focus and attention, what happens is, is that you strengthen the neural pathways. So your mind naturally finds it very easy to go down that pathway time and time again, and it gets stronger and stronger. And it'll probably build up a a real network where you're not only having that initial thought, but you think of all the ramifications and what ifs. So as riders, we're really, really good at this that we have thoughts that start off and then they kind of spread out into a whole host of other things that we think might go wrong. But those thoughts that we had initially, just because they pop into your head more frequently, does not mean that they are more real and it does not mean that they're more important or that you should pay any attention to them. The next myth is that you can sort out your life using just your unconscious mind. So what you often find is that when people have done a little bit of NLP, because they get so enthusiastic about the power of the unconscious mind, they tend to think that everything, the key to all, is through the unconscious mind. And to a large extent they're right, but it's not quite exactly true. We do need our conscious mind too. That's our critical thinker. That gives us balance. That sorts things out and makes sense of it. That decides whether something is logical or illogical. So we do need that conscious mind to come in and just give us awareness. And it's sometimes the conscious awareness that we need that breaks the problem. So for instance, if somebody has an emotional problem, let's say they have got fear or they've got a lot of anger and frustration or maybe they're feeling hurt or guilt or sadness, then when we work on those emotions, and those are really major emotions, they're often quite deep. When we work with them, we don't only work with the unconscious mind, but we make sure that when we release those emotions, that the person is very aware consciously that they've gone. So it's not an academic kind of session. It's that we ask the client, you know, can you feel that emotion? And when you think about old memories that used to recall that emotion, used to evoke that emotion, can you feel it again? Does it come back to you? 
And so we make sure that both sides of the mind, the conscious and the unconscious, are very much in agreement that that emotion has actually disappeared. So the conscious mind is very, very important as well. The next myth that I want to talk about is about intuition and gut feelings. So you might think that intuition and gut feelings are exactly the same thing, but it really depends who you talk to. And for some people, they will classify it as exactly the same thing. Now, intuition to me is from a different part of the mind. It's from your higher mind, if you like, or the deepest part of the unconscious mind. Some people might call it the higher self, for example. And I really do think that intuition comes from a different part of the unconscious mind than gut feelings. And I think gut feelings tend to be more of a knee-jerk reaction from the more primitive part of the unconscious, which is all about survival. And so when you feel in your gut that something is wrong, it might not necessarily be wrong as such. It might be that you're stepping outside of a comfort zone. So it's kind of like the ego part of the mind where the ego wants to keep you tremendously safe. The ego wants to keep you in a comfort zone because there you're safe, you're sound, you're not going to try anything new, you're not going to have a go at something different. And if you do step out of the comfort zone, so you do try something different, the gut feeling will come to you and tell you, don't do it don't step out of your comfort zone, even though that would be in line with getting a growth mindset because you would feel a little bit uncomfortable, you'd be stretching yourself, but then that becomes your new comfort zone. So the ego is there, the gut feelings are there to tell you that's what you're doing, you're stepping outside of a comfort zone. So not necessarily that you're doing anything wrong or you're biting off more than you can chew. It is simply to keep you ultra safe, which means don't change anything ever in your life. So how do you know when a thought is from your intuition or it's from a gut feeling? Sometimes it's useful to think, whose voice does it sound like? Does it sound like my own voice? In which case it's usually a gut feeling or is it an indeterminate voice or somebody else's voice? Or is it just planted inside me and I don't know what it is? It's not even in words. And that tends to be intuition. How would you receive then more intuitive thoughts rather than the gut feeling, the knee-jerk reactions? that is simply done by working more and more with your unconscious mind. So it might be doing more of what you're already doing or adding in something. So for instance, mindfulness, if you like just pausing, being in nature, being in a garden, being out in the field with your horse and just not actually doing, just being hypnotherapy or meditation or visualization, those also help you to get more and more into the unconscious mind, opening it up for intuition. 
you can use NLP, you could also listen to music and think about when is it that you get into that zone? What gives you that feeling that you are zoned out, that you are so engrossed in the moment? And again, some people, it may be being with their horses. It might be looking at a work of art, going to a gallery or something like that. And Einstein, he was asked about how do people develop these wonderful, incredible ideas? And I suppose he was being asked about intuition. And he said, read more fairy tales. And they said, okay, well, what if my children want to have even more intuition and be able to think even more clearly and intuitively? And he said, read even more fairy tales. So it's those types of activities. I'm not suggesting that you read fairy tales, but it's those kind of activities that open up the mind and allow you in terms of getting more and more practice in to receive more and more intuitive thoughts and to listen to them and to act on them. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast, a little tiny tour of some of the myths about the unconscious mind. If you enjoyed today's podcast, why not share it with a friend? Subscribe or if you feel compelled to do so by your own intuition, leave me a lovely review. Take care and I'll see you again very soon.